Hey everyone, this is Paul and Taylor Johnson with the Bible Revival Podcast. We are super excited today to have our good friends Ross and Audra with us. They are from Texas. Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> Give me a yee-haw. Yee-haw. <laughs> and our boys are completely convinced that Ross is actually a cowboy, mm-hmm. and I think they would go move and be little cowboys with him if they would take him uh-huh. back to Texas. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but we're super excited to have them on today. They are just, they have gold inside of them, yes. and I believe you're all going to be blessed by listening today. Yeah, you guys are amazing. We love you. Yeah, we love you guys. So I want to talk about stewarding God's presence. Um, you guys have phenomenal stories, testimonies, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to ask you about stewarding the presence of the Lord um, personally in your own life and then um, also uh, even corporately in leading services and um, worship and other things. So um, keep in mind that people may be unfamiliar yeah. with uh, stewarding God's presence. What do you mean? Is in God everywhere and he's omnipresent? Well, yes, mm-hmm. but we mean the presence of God in your life and making room and time for him and allowing him to move and be God. Yeah, yeah. I uh, personally, I personally have had um, before even five years ago. I could tell you that there were those times in my life where I, I I've heard the Lord speak, but I would live off of that one word for mm. a long time and not realize that the Lord continually speaks. I I had this thought process that. There were these one-off times, and I would live off those one-off words, and I wouldn't go dig anymore. I wouldn't go uh, seek him out or ask him questions. And in fact, my prayer life, my times with him were somewhat shallow. I come come from uh, kind of a Baptist background, and I love my upbringing, love our our love for the word. Um, But as far as like seeking after the manifest presence of God in my life, digging for oil, uh, and what I mean by that is like those intimate encounters with the Father, with the with the Son, with the Holy Ghost, um, where He's speaking. I'm learning something from Him. Uh, even even praying in the Spirit. I didn't start praying in the Spirit uh, until up until about five years ago. Mm. Um, and really, honestly, I mean, Audra's sitting here. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I've learned so much about gathering oil and praying in the Spirit. And living a, a, a lifestyle of uh, giving my life to Jesus each and every day, a lot from Audra. So I'll, I'll have more to share, but I really want Audra to share on, on, on what her testimony is. Yeah, I really think that um, it starts with hunger and what are you hungry for? Mm. Because um, if you're hungry for the world, that's what you're, you will eat of. That's so good. And... Um, Hunger comes from seeing something and hearing and experiencing something. Yeah. And, you know, we, we hear the word of the Lord, we hear who Jesus is, and then we are invited to accept and receive who he is. But then it's like this place of, okay, now I have Jesus. I have the indwelling Holy Spirit within me, but then there's still this hunger. What am I going to do with the hunger? Mm. Am I going to, because we're made with hunger. Yes. And so am I going to let the world feed my hunger or am I going to let the Lord feed my hunger? And um, I think I just started letting the Lord feed that hunger little by little, mainly in worship at first. 
And then when I realized that that hunger could be fed even deeper with the Word of God, I began to fall in love with His Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in just community in different ways. I mean, there's so many ways that um, I connect with the Lord that I'm not in a box anymore. You know, we're from the Baptist world where, you know, you have quiet time where you go in your closet. And honestly, I love that because I like solitude. Yeah. And I like the quiet, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. and so you're prophetic. <laughs> So I like being alone and all of that. But like when I started to um, be in a room full of women and then saying, okay, now we're each crying out for God. It produced this like Mm. hunger to even be in fellowship with them while we are in fellowship with God. And he he loves that. Like he, he loves that. He loves just being with his people individually and corporately because we are one in his eyes mm-hmm. yeah um, and so yeah you, you make an important point i think for our listeners that you know jesus said blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied he tells them in john 6 eat of my flesh drink of my blood mm-hmm. so we're, he's the bread of life we're supposed to eat of him but I, I want to if you'll um just clarify further you know you talked about if you're hungry for the world yeah. What do you mean by that? I mean, how, how does somebody know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think because people are hungry for the world and they don't even know it. Yeah. And and the huge problem we have in the body today is people are hungry for the world and they call themselves Christians. And, you know, that's the deception. That the, the lukewarmness is so normal that when you're on fire for God and you're hungry for him and you're ravenously desiring his word and prayer and mm-hmm. fellowship with him, people think you're nuts. Yeah. They think something's wrong with you. They think it's a fad or a, you know, you're coping with something and it's like, no, I've met the lover of my soul. So mm-hmm. w- with the, the hunger for the world, I mean, what, what comes to mind yeah. when you say that? I mean, I come from my whole story was, was the world. I mean, I was lived in Vegas a little bit of my life. I um, tapped into all the partying and all the acceptance of friends and all of that. And so you can go really extreme. Yeah. What is the hunger of the world? Well, alcohol, drinking, drugs. I mean, all of the party world. But then you can go, okay, the movies. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I remember, I don't like to watch TV really, but there was one show. And I'll just say it as the Bachelor guys. And <laughs> I repent. Okay. Uh, the Lord kind of pulled, pulled that one out of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not getting away with this oh. vaguely. I know, that seems so dumb. But like. Somebody give her a rose. <laughs> I just was like, I'm so intense that. Sometimes it's hard to just do something relaxing and chill. So, like, that show, Mm. I used that show to feed my soul. Mm. And that was a big problem for me because um, it started to manifest in my life just things that desires were starting to come out of my heart. Like, And I was like, well, why am I wanting this? And it was because I was watching um, the these love stories that weren't even real. Yes, yeah. They were just right. fantasies. Yeah. But it was it was stirring things in me that were of the flesh and not of right. the spirit. And so that's what I mean by just like consu- It's consuming things of the world. Mm-hmm. Like romance novels. Yeah. It's, it's the same yeah. same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you you're equating 
a love for the world or an appetite for the things of the world, even with entertainment. Oh, yeah, for like sure. What you watch, mm-hmm. what you listen to, mm-hmm. what consumes your heart. I mean, yeah. e- even games on your phone, just yeah. apps yeah. and other things. Can, can It's just it's just carnal. Like yeah. It might be harmless, but, man, it, it's doling yes. your spirit, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. taking the edge. It's It's removing the hunger for the things of God. I mean, it's... You know, you only get so many hours in a day. You only get so so much, you know, brain cell capacity, and mm-hmm. it's what you invest in and, and what you pursue. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I have experienced almost every time, well, not almost, every time, <laughs> I will, like, fast social media. I There's an uptick of all of a sudden I'm, like, mm-hmm. dreaming every night, prophetic dreams from the Lord. And I just feel in my heart to challenge someone who's listening to like give it a try (laughs) cut the stuff out and see what happens because it feels hard to crucify our flesh and give up those things that are entertaining that do um, help us to numb out but when you do the spirit of god will have more room inside of you to come alive and like he will he wants to be with you he wants to speak with you he wants to commune with you but we dole our spirits with all those things so i challenge you to like cut it out totally you know someone is listening who has been thinking about fasting social media like yeah. do it do it do yeah. it Absolutely. it will be worth it but like my status before you do <laughs> <laughs> go follow us on instagram and I'm actually not, i'm not on there much but i'm, I'm planning on being there more because i feel like the lord wants me to influence but not scroll yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's good. really good yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I go ahead i have learned that every time the lord asks me to give him something, he has something so much greater to yes. give me in return. Mm. Yes. But the thing with that is you don't know what's on the other side of that exchange yeah. until you're willing to surrender the thing mm-hmm. he's asking you to surrender. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I think that some of you are literally on the other side of like some kind of exchange, but the fear of not knowing what it is if I let this go is making you hold on to it. But mm-hmm. the Lord is saying like, let it go. I have something better for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. And I I would say, even those for you that are listening, I mean, Audra is highly disciplined. It's one of her strengths. I, on the other hand, am not opposite to tract, obviously. Um, But the the beauty is of what we're we're saying, it's it's really an invitation from the Father to say, hey, if if you'll do these things, if you'll forsake these things, forsake this entertainment and really press into me, there is a reward in it for you. And it's the upside down kingdom. Yeah. Uh, it's if you'll press into the word, which sounds like I've got to spend more time doing something, and it's actually the upside down kingdom in that you find rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I'm on this journey. I'm 38 years old. We're you know we're really praying into planning a church together. And now the Lord has me on this journey of the with the with the mantle of leadership and us like going after what he's asking us to do with church planning i feel this responsibility and this weight of man lord i've i've got to die yes there's more things in me that have to die mm. and and a lot of those things are i've i need to turn off the social media yeah. i need to turn off the tv i need to do these things right. and in return the lord's now being a, i'm actually able to renew my mind so all the chaotic thoughts that we all struggle with, I believe, come from yeah. um, mismanaged time 
us running after things or watching and just being entertained, watching shows, watching and binging Netflix. I mean, all these things that we're allowing into our eye gates, if we'll literally stop those things and have one focus for a long period of time, you'll find out that that's really what satisfies your soul. Yes. And in this season, that's what the Lord's doing with me is I'm I'm literally taking scripture. I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, this is I'm, I'm washing my mind with the word and it's changing my life. And yes. so um, I just encourage those of you that are listening that struggle with chaotic thoughts, that struggle with stress, that struggle with anxiety, yeah. struggle with the fear of man. Do what the Lord is asking you to do. He's inviting you in this moment. If you're listening to this, the Father is inviting you in this moment to shut off all the gates coming in. Close some doors and allow one door. It's Jesus. Amen. I want to speak on instant gratification and how the world, um, you know, living and eating of the world, you get something right away. Mm -hmm. And... um, I just, I hear the voice of God a lot in my life just whisper to me, what do you want? And this choice of what do you want, um, sometimes being in the word and, and being in the discipline of, you know, we're also talking about undisciplined. Well, the, there there is a payoff, but discipline, I mean, when you're working out, it, it sometimes it takes a while to start yeah. to see. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've been fed by the world your entire life, right. you have a pattern in your mind yeah. that literally is going to have to be transformed by the Word of God. Yeah. Like, and so I just want to encourage you. Like, there there is a payoff and there is a transformation, but it's not going to look like the world. Yeah. It's not going to you know always be a okay, today I'm going to read my Bible and I have never read it in 30 years and then all of a sudden you're just going to be better. Yeah. Like that's a lie that I think that needs to... It's a quick to, fix. Yeah, and it's just not right. It's not real. Yeah, which is the spirit of the age. It mm-hmm. says, yes. if you'll follow me, mm-hmm. I'll give you everything you want quickly. Right. You'll get instant gratification, get all these things. Mm-hmm. We, want fast, we want a fast food uh, Christian culture is what we really want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and really the things of the Lord is, is saying, if you'll wait on me, you'll, like he says in Isaiah 40, those that wait on the Lord will gain new strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And waiting on the Lord sometimes, it means not your timing. It's yeah. waiting on the Lord's timing. Mm-hmm. And so if you'll do the things that God's calling you to do and, and, and be, and, and take on the invitation yeah. and begin to put in these spiritual disciplines, uh, I believe that for the long haul, you'll see a, a massive satisfaction, massive transformation. Yeah, yeah so I mean, you, you guys are speaking to the thing that we all hate, and, mm-hmm. and it's, I wish it was sin, but it's the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We despise the process. We yeah. want it all right now. Mm-hmm. And you start talking about the process, I mean, it's it's of transformation. Yeah. And we're moving from image to image and glory to glory, but it's a gruesome and bloody yeah. and painful process mm-hmm. of dying to ourselves, yeah. taking up our cross, following Christ, crucifying our excuses because the devil gave them to us. That's right. And allowing the Lord to be the Lord of all. I mean, I, I was thinking of this uh, old phrase I, I've heard all my life that the farther you go in God, the less you can take with you. Mm-hmm. And have you guys found that to be true in your own lives? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would say, too, like, Paul, with what you're saying, um, the, the, the process that we've all come from is an old wineskin. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the church model that I came from was there's this set list of songs and this is the outcome on a Sunday. 
And so there really was no having to dig, having to press go in. press into the Lord. There was none of that. And there was this old wineskin that says, oh, man, all I've got to do is come in on a Sunday. I perform well, and we all go eat lunch afterwards. We have a nice church. We have some programs. We got, um, we got a ministry for those that are divorced. We have a ministry for those that are out of addiction. But really, all we're doing is we're, we, we have these, the, our, our hands on all these, these schedules and all these process and all these programs, and there, there is no life. And so we're literally living off of the one or maybe two words that we hear from the Lord mm. and, and maybe um, that one time a week that we really sat down and had a, an encounter with him. Mm. But outside of that, there was no more encounter. Mm. Wow. And so this is the new wineskin that we're learning now is that the process that we're talking about is it, it feels like if you're not in this realm, if you're not, if, if you're sitting here listening to us talk and you're like, I don't have any idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I, what I'm trying to say is... We just rebuke you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. need to repent. Yeah. yeah. What, what happens is your appetites start changing. If you'll start pressing in and, ha- and, and spending that time with the Lord and digging in and asking him these questions, asking him to search your heart, yeah. asking him to go deep. If there's things in your life that you really do desire to change, like you're like, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of being anxious. I'm tired of being run over with depression. I'm tired of being run over with my thoughts. And you actually open up your word and you start putting it into practice and you mm-hmm. start you start praying the word and you start spending time with the word. Um, like I said before, I didn't know what praying the Spirit was until about five years ago, but I haven't stopped praying the Spirit in, in over five, I mean, in five years now time. Yeah. There's not a day that hadn't gone by that I don't pray in the Spirit now. Mm-hmm. And it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And yes. so the, the, the lie of the enemy that he's trying to get all of us to, to, is that the Holy Spirit's dead and that his gifts are dead. And that was a culture that I was raised up in. But I would tell you that God is living and active right now. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is living and active. And if you allow him to literally mark you with his spirit, your life will be changed because of it. Yeah. And so what was the like defining moment? Was there one where you really saw a shift in y'all's paradigm of you know, Baptist world things into the Holy Ghost? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. what was that like? Yeah, I would say that um, we were in the Baptist church the baptist world and i began to get just an overwhelming amount of visions and dreams and Mm -hmm. i started to flow in the prophetic a little bit more not knowing the word even existed um but i was actually doing it and prophesying over people and praying over people and just coming alive like never before i want to point out though that there was a time i remember when the lord gave you an assignment it was a seven day assignment to come up to the church every day and pray and he gave you a specific assignment and you obeyed. Yeah. Share on that. that. So that's crazy. One step of obedience spun me into like a crazy lifetime of um, just visions and dreams. So the Lord asked me to go to the church, pray for seven days. And I was like, I had a broken foot and an, like an infant baby. And I was like, I don't even, I, that doesn't work with anything. <laughs> and I didn't obey him. And I just was like, I'm going to do it at home. So I did it at home. And then I talked to my grandma on the phone, and she and I told her, and she was like, you better get up there and obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. So then I actually went up there, and I fought against that fear of man because I was like, nobody does this at this church. Mm-hmm. They're gonna th- and I was like, I don't want the attention. They're going to think I'm being over-spiritual, mm-hmm. all the lies. So, But I pressed in and did it, 
and I started to see what I was praying Mm-hmm. And it was like movie scenes. And it was like I would see someone doing something and then I would pray it. And the thing with that is it spun me into like intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Lord says, I, I want to show you this. Now I want you to speak it into the earth and I want you to pray it. Wow. So we, it became a partnership of, you know, seeing and obeying. And I, I was still like in this searching phase. We had heard a, a, a teaching um, by Robert Morris called the, the God I Never Knew, and it was about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And Audra, one day she said she calls this lady that we had met like yeah, out, out of the blue, yeah. just one time, and she gets somehow Audra gets her number. She calls her and says, "I just feel like I'm supposed to call this lady today." She goes into our bedroom. She comes out of the bedroom. She goes, "I just got baptized in the Spirit." <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh. So like in me, there was things dying because I loved Audra so much and I trusted the Lord in her life that it started doing things in me that I was like, this thing's real. Like yeah. this is this is the real deal. And so there there was this mode of, mm. oh wow, my reputation has to die now. Yeah. Wow. I we're we've been in this life, we've been in this culture. I'm probably going to lose some friends. They're going to think I'm absolutely crazy. But I love my wife more, and I, and in turn, I love Jesus more. I wanted I wanted what yeah. He had. I wanted yeah. everything He had. And in turn, of me accepting and and being and being baptized of Spirit, I learned about the Father and that He really is a, a good Father. He gives Lord. good gifts. So, man, y'all are poking the bear of religion right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember the the first sermon that I preached in this space we're in now. At our father's house was I, I felt like the Lord showed me three main oppositions to the outpouring of the Spirit. Number one is religion, right? It doesn't fit in my box. I mean, Audra, you're saying all of a sudden I didn't fit in anymore. No. All of a sudden people don't do this. Like, you know, you realize I, I'm I'm either gonna obey God or I'm gonna bow to the fear of man. Yeah. And even like for people, I mean, it's like in the back of their mind, right? You have religion is huge, right? The second one was reputation, and the third was routine. Mm-hmm. And with reputation, it's like, man, what are my parents going to think? What are my siblings? What are my friends going to think if I start praying in tongues? Or, you know, I mean, you're saying you got it first, and then Ross, you did. You were filled with the Spirit after that. And it's like, actually, her being filled provoked you. Mm-hmm. and drew you in and I think even the enemy plays games and, and yeah. there's fear even in couples of like well what happens if I and then he doesn't or she doesn't and it's like just go after God Yeah, just love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and he'll help you he'll guide you he'll he'll provoke your spouse maybe even to jealousy and that ain't all that bad I mean we're supposed to provoke the Jews to jealousy I mean you can provoke your spouse to jealousy provoke your family to you know man I'm seeing God move intimately powerfully uh, in ways I never imagined um, man y'all are stirring something up here you know that right <laughs> so you're, you're in Indiana you're not in Texas <laughs> you know you, we might be the only tongue talkers for a few square miles <laughs> Uh, not for long. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, well, y'all's story is amazing. It's super powerful. We love talking with you guys about the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's how we met was God. We'll have to share yeah. that story yeah. uh, soon. But, man, it's, it's truly uh, it's amazing to hear the testimony. And I just pray that anyone listening would be provoked to faith. 
that this is according to the word of God. Tongues, healing, prophecy, miracles, outpouring, it's everywhere. The the word of God is alive, and the Lord didn't write a book and then shut his voice off. He's not now deaf and dumb and blind like the idols. He's active, he's uh, vibrant, he's involved, he, he wants to break in in our lives and power. He wants to teach us how to steward his presence in our lives. We have to come out of the world like you shared. We have to come out of agreement with carnal things. We have to come out of idolatry and into intimacy with God. You guys are a blessing. Your story mm-hmm. is amazing. Pray that all you listening were uh, truly provoked uh, just hearing their story. want to encourage everyone, remind you if you haven't already, to please like, rate, subscribe uh, to this podcast, and share it with your friends. Share it with someone who's on the fence about the Holy Spirit and what does all this mean? I mean, the power of testimony is real, and it can set other people free. God bless you all. Ross and Audra, thank you for joining us and sharing your hearts. Yeah, thank you guys. Honor and privilege to be here. Love you both. Yeah, we love you.